Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this weekend's episode, I was joined by Michaela Lewis-Purvis for a conversation about self-care. And oh my goodness, it was such a good conversation with us both having lots of reflections and observations and really interesting. And as we were saying bye at the end of it, what I realised is that this podcast is a huge part of my self-care because before we started recording this I was on a day off after a crazy week I didn't have a lot of energy I always prioritise my podcast and now on the other side of it I'm really full of energy and so this podcast is part of my self-care I think and therefore what a wonderful conversation to have with Michaela about self-care not being selfish I hope that you enjoy this and that you have a few inner inquiries with yourself about what self-care looks like for you Michaela, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Anne. Yeah, tell us a bit about you. A bit about me. So, in my professional life, so I'm a grants funding professional. I've been working at the leading UK mental health charity, Mind, for close to three years now. I have quite a varied role there, supporting our network of federated but independent local minds to build their grants fundraising programs as well as strengthen knowledge around grant making processes yeah that's kind of my substantive role but I have a lot of other things going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm also a external advisor for the grants committee of the Royal College of Nursing Foundation wow I've been doing that for the last so it's coming up to two years now and I'm very active in supporting equity work both at MIND and in the wider sector. So, for example, I um, served as, for three years on the EDI committee of the Chartered Institute of Fundraising. Yeah, how we met. Yeah. So, yeah, in my day job, I juggle quite a lot of extracurricular professional activities, but I'm also a mum. Uh, I've got a six-year-old son. Mm-hmm. I'm married and also um, have quite a few caring responsibilities with respect to my dad who has been suffering with a chronic illness for the past several years. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I know that you've been thinking about this for a while because I think we spoke about it at the start of the year perhaps. Michaela wasn't at that I first invited you on so I was pleased when you got in touch which was actually even at the start of the summer and this was the first time we could arrange to record it. So tell me what do you know for sure? Yes, I have been thinking about this carefully. But what I know for sure is self-care is not selfish. Yeah. How do you know that? Well, (laughs) the universe was talking to me this week. I mean, I've been going through my head a lot because of everything I've been going through lately. But one of my favourite podcast hosts, um, Helen Tupper, from the amazing If podcast, who I think I've spoken about this before but she actually said this exact phrase this week when they were doing a podcast episode on resilience Mm -hmm. so originally I was going to talk about something totally different but I have been yeah going through quite a tough time and and I constantly have to remind myself of this when and I think it's important that other people hear this message too especially people who that do have care and responsibilities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think like 
Self-care is something for me that I would reflect on has been a journey that mm. I'm, I'm very good at now in my, my late 40s. Like, I'm really good at it. I was actually chatting to a friend yesterday because I had just bought some ridiculously expensive face products. And she was saying, no, she doesn't buy stuff like that. And I was saying, but do you know something? It's not just about me treating myself. To it. It's not about vanity overly. It's not about, I mean, it'd be nice. I like to have nice skin, but... It's about the fact that I take about 15 minutes every night and I go upstairs and I say, I'm away to do my face. And off I go. And none of my children or my husband disturb me. They know I'm away to do my face. I put on a podcast, I put on a bit of music I want to listen to, and I feel, or having a face pack or whatever, I feel as if that level of self-care for me is something that I deserve because it's me caring about myself. Whereas like when my kids were younger and stuff... I never really cared about myself. But I suppose I'm telling you what self-care means to me. What does self-care mean to you? Well, self-care to me is is definitely not a luxury. Mm. It's a necessity. And I know, and yeah, I'm sure it resonates with other people, when I'm feeling depleted, I just can't show up well mm-hmm. for other people. And feeling guilty about looking after your well-being, I feel is wasted energy and I know that that guilt isn't just internal there's a mix of expectations that come that other people put on you but you don't have to say yes to everything and it's important to to realize that if you don't care about if you don't take care of yourself you can obviously make yourself ill so yeah self-care for me is just an essential I need that time to step out a lot of my self-care revolves around um, uh, physical activity so I love dancing I've got passion for dancing anyone who knows me knows this (laughs) I've always got about two or three different dance dance styles going on at any one time Um, yeah, and, and it's like cycling, swimming, anything that I can kind of like zone out. So there's a dancing, which is probably more of a like a skill which I'm I'm learning, and then other things where I can like zone out. I'm away from screens, I'm away from distractions, and I can just be in my <laughs> in my head, just kind of like that time to yeah. to meditate when I'm but but I'm through uh, something active. Yeah. I totally get that. I think, like, I remember, I'm remembering a, a few things, I'm thinking a few things as, as we speak about this. I remember years ago, and I don't really watch very much telly at all anymore, but years ago watching some awful show where it was about people that were hoarders or something like that, right? Um, and it was this woman, and she actually did clean other people's houses, but her house was in absolute chaos. But, so they helped her clean up her house, right? And that was the point of the show. But actually, I was like, what is it in that woman that would have her go and clean other people's houses till they're sparkling, but mm-hmm. not for herself? Yeah. And then I think about people who become so obsessed with their themselves. I hope I'm not going to sound like a cow here. So obsessed with themselves, that they become uh, unable to do anything, even though it would be fun for them. Yeah. Do you know, so like, going away with friends, or going out for dinner, or booking a holiday, but I can't because that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be right. 
I have to do this, I have to do that. And so they never put themselves first. Then yeah. You know, like, if you're struggling with your life, I get that. Maybe going yeah. away for a holiday with your partner or your friends or whatever, or a weekend or a night out, would actually help you because that would be self-care. I know me spending time with my best friends is part of my self-care. Yeah. So I suppose there's something really big about that, isn't there? We think about the women who will clean for other people but not for themselves. The people that yeah. deprive themselves for doing things that they know would probably fill them up with good stuff, but they don't yeah. do it anyway. I mean, have you any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think sometimes it's just like you've not been able to see the wood for the trees. It's like you're in the midst of something yeah. and uh, you're in the midst of a problem or crisis and you just, you're not able to step outside of it. And that's what you, exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Like you need to step outside and get some clarity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're in, you're in, you're in the middle of this mess, for example, if you're like, you know, dealing with a horde or you're dealing with, and you're not getting clarity for yourself. It's sometimes easier then to just take, to go outside and deal with other people's issues rather than dealing with your own. But then it's a vicious cycle because it just means that you're making poor choices constantly. And then at worst, you end up imploding in the end because it just gets too much. It just gets on top of you mm-hmm. if you don't take that time to then to, to look at what you need to do for yourself. Yeah. And I loved what you said about people who always say yes as well, which is contrary to what we were saying maybe in some ways a minute ago. But I think even, you know, you mentioned we met through, through work that we do, working in the charity sector, and I um, do work with various organisations just now. And me saying no, no, I don't mean I'm saying no to individuals. What I'm saying is, no, we can't take that project on because that's not what we do. Why would we say yes to that? That's not mm-hmm. cost effective. Then that would yeah. mean you were working 50 hours this week. No, that's no okay. You can't work 50 hours this week. Just tell them no. Yeah. They actually, some organisations really struggle with that. And that must have become, I think that can only come from our inability to look after ourselves gives us an inability to look after what else is going on in our life and in our organisations. Yeah, exactly. I definitely get what you're saying. And and it's it's about kind of like not looking at the bigger picture, yeah. not being able to look at the bigger picture because you're, you're just in that mode of um, just reacting, reacting, reacting. And just thinking that you're really achieving a lot because you're doing these these tasks. Yeah. Whereas if you're able to just step back and be a bit more strategic uh, about what you take on, what is realistic for you to take on, what is reasonable for you to take on, then it works so much better for yourself and for other people who you could potentially be supporting. Yeah, because as, as you know, I'm freelance. So now I know what I do and what I don't do. I'm very clear on it. So even in a work perspective, sometimes people will come to me thinking that's something I can do. Now, it's probably something I can do, but I say, no, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. 
interesting, isn't it? That, that I can do it now as I'm freelance. I can definitely do it. And I'm drawn back to something. So I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Enneagram. Somehow I'm a bit happy to do a lot of this stuff. And so it's a sort of a nine types of personality which is at our core sort of a who we are and how we turn up in the world. And when I first did that, I'm a number seven, but when I first did that, I went to a course and there was maybe 50 people, all women on the course, right? And number two is a helper. Now, when I had done the test, because you could do an online test, I was quite high on helper, but number seven was coming through. And once I read who number seven was, the entertainer, the person who, you know, is me, basically. I'm very number seven, (laughs) right? But, on that course, so when you were that number, the sort of a, the, the person who was facilitating it all and running, it would get those people to sit together and then they would have conversations so that we could understand that number because we have people in our lives that are different numbers. So there was only two number sevens, right? But yeah. there was probably 22 number twos. Now, this okay. is all women. This is all women. Of course, and so I thought that is so interesting, and like you know, I don't, I don't know what my what my daughters are because it's my stuff, and I, I kind of keep putting it on everybody else. But <laughs> I swear to God, I look at a lot of the women in my life, including my daughters, and especially my oldest daughter, and she'll go out her way even when she's miserable to help other people do things that she doesn't really want to help them to do. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Why are you stretching yourself like that? It is a very female trait, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. That sense of obligation. And, yeah, I get it. It's the way we've been socialised mm. a lot of the times. It's the way we've been raised. And it's 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 difficult to step out of that. So of that con- con- conditioning. I mean, I'm not saying that. Helping people, helping others and isn't important. Of course it is. And there's things that you have to do. Those are your responsibilities. Yeah. And that you is know. love. That's love and action. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't have to do everything. And it's like <laughs> changing that narrative. It can be a struggle. But it's so necessary. It's so necessary because I often wonder, like, so would I hold my hand up and say sometimes I can be a bit selfish? Yeah, I'm going to hold my hand up and say I can do that because I'll just be like, no, I haven't got the capacity to take anything else on just now because, and I mean the mental capacity, I don't mean a work capacity, I mean my plate already feels quite overflowing. If we put one more thing on it, I don't know what that's going to feel like for me on the inside, so I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I can't help you with that. Or I can't go on that night out. Or I can't do whatever somebody else really wants me to do. Because I know I need to prioritise myself sometimes. I think that probably comes out of as well. That I know when I get overloaded because of my brain injury. I know when my brain's overloaded. And I know what that feels like. So I'm much better of being like, no, no. I have to actually go to my bed, put on my eye mask, put in my earplugs and withdraw from the world for 20 hours. Do you know that way? And I do that for myself as self-care. So I think self-care is probably forced upon me. Um, But do you, what is your place where you think... I need to do better or is there a place where you're like five years ago I was rubbish at this but now I'm doing much better you know where are you on the scale of self-care uh, I think I'm I am doing better I mean the last well I've been for similar to you well not 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 the same case but I had um a health issue that flared up um in the last couple of years so I've always had a lazy right eye uh-huh. but uh, 
my left eye has always been really strong. So it always compensated for my, my right eye and I never really had any issues. Yeah. I just had to wear glasses. That was like, you know, yeah. the main manifestation of that. But um, in the last few years, I've had um, issues with blurred vision and it gets exacerbated when I'm very stressed, mm. I'm overtired, um, I'm dehydrated or, or I'm not taking care of myself. It just, it's, it starts, it's, it flares up. And if I don't stop and basically take a break and take care of myself, I, it will get worse. So I've been forced <laughs> to say, yeah, I know, I know I've, I've reached my limit. <laughs> to say, I've reached my limit in that moment. Isn't that interesting for both of us, though, that we are saying our body showed us? Yeah. What's interesting is that we took the lesson, I suppose, because how mm-hmm. many, and you know, this is a, a podcast by women for women, how many mm-hmm. women out there, their body is showing them, their body is telling them. Life yeah. shows you. And, you know, I base myself loosely on Oprah. And she talks, <laughs> she's got a video, if you look up the videos at Oprah, you'll find a video of her saying, life yeah. life chat knocks on you. It tries to give yeah. you a sign. It gives you a sign. And if you don't listen to the sign, the signs will get bigger and bigger and bigger until chaos happens. And yeah. therefore you need to listen to the signs. So me saying like, if I need to go and put an eye mask on earplugs in and go to bed for 20 hours, then I'll do that because I know the consequence of that is that I am just not performing and in a lot of pain with migraine and stuff. You're mm-hmm. saying if I do that, then I get blood vision. If I don't listen, I get blood vision. Yeah. So for you and I, the signs are very apparent, I suppose, and have an effect on our daily lives. But there will be other women listening to this who get signs but are ignoring them, won't they? Yes. Yes, they are. And it can obviously get worse. Don't ignore them. I mean, it might feel minimal initially, but the more you ignore those signs, the worse it can get. Yeah. I was speaking to somebody at some point recently and they were talking about how they woke up one day and they had like Bell's palsy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So their face had all fallen. And they thought they had had a stroke, obviously. But it wasn't, it was Bell's palsy. Which basically, in their case, I don't know if it's in every case, was brought about by stress. Yes. And they still tried to go and do what they were supposed to be doing that day. So even though their ha- half their face was falling, they thought, but I've got this really important meeting. I better get to it. And it's like, oh my God. Life was shouting in your face. It was like really like hollering at a loudspeaker in your ear. And you still tried to press on. You didn't take self-care Why? then. Why? Yeah. I mean, someone else could have taken that meeting. Or that meeting could have been postponed. Aye. Ex- <laughs> well, and should have been. Because, oh, yeah. my goodness. Because, oh, my goodness. So I suppose, what what is the point of what we're saying, I suppose, therefore, is us, it's like, try to tell other women, isn't it? Is that yeah, why, yeah, why yeah. did you want to talk about this? Definitely. I definitely, I want to talk about it. I, it's so important. And I think it doesn't matter the level, because everyone would be, you know, say, oh, well, you know, I have this to do, I have that to do, you know, I can't drop the balls. But, if you're juggling too many balls, eventually they will drop. <laughs> so 
Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen the Barbie movie. I have, I have, and I think I'm going to see it again this weekend because my I, daughter wants to see I it. Don't, I don't want to put any spoilers in it, but uh, that scene where Barbie, mm-hmm. it, it all gets a bit much, and she just lies down on the ground and mm-hmm. is immobilised, uh-huh. you know? So that's 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 the extent of what can happen when you're not listening to what's going on in your mind and what's going on with your body. Yeah. You know, you can stop functioning. Uh-huh. So, yeah, is... look after yourself. It's just... <laughs> There's something about taking what you're saying, listen to your body. I don't yeah. know how you this your experience of this, but I can check in with myself and really know. And this is a silly example, perhaps, but I'm quite da- dairy intolerant, right? So I'm not good with dairy. Mm. I will, so I, so I don't have milk or anything. But sometimes I will have ice cream. So people yeah. are about like, why are you having ice cream? You don't do dairy. And I was like, I can check in with myself and say, do I think I can cope with ice cream today? <laughs> yes. Right. So, did, so in this moment. Quite honestly, I'm like, no, Annie, actually, I can't cook ice cream today. That wouldn't go well for me, right? Yeah. So I'm not yeah. going to have ice cream today. But the point is, I think you can check in with your body and think, right, how am I actually feeling? Mm-hmm. How do I feel about that? Or hold the thing that you think, all right, should I have that? And when you hold it and you think and you get quiet for a minute, mm-hmm. you actually know whether you need something or not when you're really quiet with yourself. And I think that is another barrier to self-care is that we never give ourselves moments of silence. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I've been on a hamster wheel sometimes, you know? It's constant phone, it's beeping, your watch is beeping, news is continual. You know, that way it's just like we never give ourselves a moment. Uh, but we're similar generations, yeah. So um, I was talking to my son the other day who's complaining about being bored. <laughs> I, never, I don't know what was going on. Uh, something to do with, like, I wasn't. he wasn't allowed to be on his digital device or whatever. Uh-huh. come up in my memory and because we're in the sector so I'm on the board of a charity in Scotland called Children First so Scotland's National Children's Charity and we started a programme a few years ago called By Day Out so I'm using a Scottish word there but it was just sort of a going out somewhere and staying somewhere else and it was taking yeah. families to outdoor activity centres and yeah. the whole family so it was to help the families bond and help them build relationships with other families and things like this and what they actively decided to do was to not give anybody the Wi-Fi password for the place because it was in the middle of nowhere, so you weren't going to get 3G or 4G, right? But they also decided we're taking down all the Wi-Fi passcodes so nobody could sit on their phones. And what ended up happening, even teenage kids, they ended up, these kids all came together, they ended up putting on shows, singing songs, putting on talent shows, them and their parents are all playing board games, are all doing things that they don't do anymore. I mean, I've, as a child, 
I was what we went to the caravan on holiday that didn't have any TV or anything. So of course, yeah. so playing like that's always been quite natural, I suppose to me. But kids have lost that now, and families have lost that. Okay. And I think, and the result of that, therefore, was just so much better because people spent quality time together. Yeah. And there was even a story of it was kinship carers, so it was like grandparents of a child, and I think the grandma had walking sticks, and they were doing an activity that included going under a waterfall, and she threw away her walking sticks because she wanted to go under the waterfall. And that was because people were taken from this never-ending cycle that we're all on of watching TV, watching box sets, what, looking on streaming services, you know, on Twitter, on social media, getting news alerts all the time, and never having time to just be. Yeah. Never having time to just switch off, I think. Uh-huh. And, um, and not re- and not realising that being able to do that is part of self-care. Giving your, your mind a rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, you're saying, I'm assuming that you're maybe, you said, you very kindly said we're the same generation, but I think you're a bit younger. So, you know, I'm thinking you're probably in your mid 30s, am I right, maybe? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so you see, you're just aging better, even though I spend all the money in the skincare stuff. Um, but you said you've got a six year old. So, yeah. as we know now, 40s doesn't feel old at all. There's a lot to live in still to do, isn't there, Michaela? You've yeah, got a wee boy. Do you feel excited about the future knowing that you will prioritise your self-care? Yes, definitely. I think it's been it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. And I know there are days where that is it's it's not the case. I feel like there's there's too much. But I think because I have made this a habit, I've been very conscious about it. And also the fact that, yes, I have had to listen to my body mm. because it tells me when, when I'm, I'm doing too much. I feel that I know that it it is what needs to happen in terms of living a, a healthy and fulfilling life, Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing this. It's been such a wonderful conversation. Oh, thank you for having me and um, I hope that people take on board the message. Yeah, <laughs> self-care is the way forward. Yeah, for sure. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.